listening to No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share their practical, tactical advice and some inspiration on how they arrived at career and life satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we are breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch those Sunday blues. Welcome to No More Mondays. Hello, everyone, and welcome to No More Mondays. I am your host, Angie Callen. We've heard it since we were about four years old. Mind your elders. Yet somehow, especially in the professional world, we can start to feel like age and experience are a bad thing nowadays. Once you hit 40, you might as well have one foot in the grave and one on a banana peel, which means I'm basically now screwed. Today's guest is going to help me debunk all of this. Jennifer Atherton is the founder and creator of Old Chicks No Shit, which is probably the best name for a business on the planet. She's got a podcast and a community designed to inspire and support midlife women specifically to create kick-ass chapters in life regardless of age. She's a mentor, podcast host, writer, and speaker where she uses her own midlife course corrections to provide insight and wisdom to those who may doubting that they have life beyond 37. Here to inspire us to go after our dreams no matter our age, help me welcome to the show Jennifer Atherton. Jennifer, welcome to No More Mondays. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited because we've ageism is a really big topic in the professional world and we've never addressed it really head on here in No More Mondays and I and and I want to believe that through the work you're doing you're trying to also kind of combat that that idea or that perception that we start to feel that like life ends. Yeah. And I hear it I hear it all the time. I was literally talking to a client yesterday. She is a 40-year-old product manager and product management is like a mid-career career or midlife career and she's like, "Well, I'm worried about ageism." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, we have so many things to talk about." So, we're going to dig into that and much more today. But before we do, I would love for you to tell everybody a little bit about Old Chicks No Shit and the work that you're doing there. Yeah, so Old Chicks No Shit was really born out of my own um, experience of having to reinvent my entire life at the age of 50. And, you know, at the time, you know, that I was faced with, so I ended up, you know, being divorced, unemployed um, after a 30-year corporate career, (laughs) um, an empty nester, and I was also bedridden with a stress-related illness. And... I recognize like, so basically all of the identities that I had in the world were stripped away from me in a very short space of time. And I realized that I had no idea who I was if I wasn't a wife, mother, corporate executive. Um, And at the time I was like a a gym rat. (laughs) So like literally none of that stuff was available to me. And what was really scary for me was that I didn't know who I was outside of those titles, right? Like who was the woman behind it all? And also at the time I was bought heavily into the cultural narrative about what it means to be a 50-year-old woman. So, you know, I'm like, who's starting over at 50? I'm too old. This is the beginning of the end. You know, I'm supposed to be riding off into the retirement sunset, you know, on the arm of a handsome man with a pot of gold under my arms. Uh, That was not my reality. And I had no clue what possibility there was beyond that, because that was the social narrative that I had seen about what it means, right? Like, it's like, you know, you reach this point, and then you just kind of 
wait for the end, right? Like coast into the finish line, right? There's no talk about next chapter or recreating your life or any of that kind of stuff. And so, you know, I started a blog, which became a podcast, which became the community, really all about helping women realize that like we have a 30 or 40 year chapter of life ahead of us, right? And we get to choose how we want to live that chapter, right? Like we get to rebel against the cultural narrative, rebel against our own programming and belief in ourselves or disbelief in ourselves, like rebel against all the shoulds, right? And get to choose what it is that we do next. And I think you hit on so many, there's so many little tidbits there that are so prevalent in, in its today's society, the social, the social norms. And, and I feel like they are more obvious than they've ever been yet. At the same time, we're at this point of being able to rebel against them more than we yeah. ever have been. And you said something that I think a lot of women went at, which is that identity piece, because, you know, in a, in America, we are, especially in America, other were other kind and probably Canada too. Absolutely. North America. Are. Yep. <laughs> in North America. There you go. That would be the appropriate geography, Angie. We are <laughs> like, we really define ourselves and others through what we do for our vocation. And yes. it is not necessarily the healthiest thing, but it also then can really create these complexes anytime that changes. Or yeah. like, and, and then it, for you, there were layers of identities that just like all of a sudden you're back at ground zero. And if, if you've never done work to understand who you are outside of those labels, it, it's, it's yeah. debilitating. And I'm sure that's what you felt. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I truly believed my life was over at that point. Like, you know, there were, that there was nothing left for me. And one of the things that I realized is that through my entire journey, you know, I was checking all of the right boxes and, and covering all the shoulds. So, you know, go to school, get a good job, you know, work your way up the ranks, like, you know, become a wife, become a mother, do all the things, right? But nowhere in that did I actually stop to check in and go, wait a minute, is that what I want? Like I was living out of a sense of obligation or, you know, shoulds, like checking all the box of, of shoulds, right? Um, and for most of us, like I never really fully understood who I was because I jumped on that train early and I just like wrote it. And then, you know, I would find myself like probably in the last three or four years of my career, you know, I'd be in a boardroom meeting and I'd be looking around kind of half listening and thinking, is this it? Is this, is, is this what I've been working hard for? Is this the place that I have? I arrived and this is what it looks like. I have theoretically arrived. It's exactly <laughs> right. what I was thinking. You know, according, according to society, I have met the definition of success. Exactly. And I had this like, like questioning, right? There, there has to be more like this couldn't just be it. And, you know, but when that, when that would come up, when that thought would come up, I would literally push it away because I'm like, okay, get back to work. You got a job to do. Because first of all, I didn't know what else was possible, had never seen it modeled anywhere. And it scared the crap out of me. So if I'm not this, who am I? And that was like crickets. Like there were no answers to the, for that question. So I just kept stuffing it down, stuffing it down, stuffing it down until the universe was like, okay, sister, today we're moving you. And like in a very short space of time, like basically it was a year just a little over a year where everything like dominoes just chuk, 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 chuk. and there I was too sick to get out of bed basically staring at the ceiling going who am I and what is it that I even want for my life like no clue no answers to those questions 
and that's that is like a big existential dilemma right there. Huge. And and I feel like I feel and that's where that societal piece I think comes back in where yeah. this is like we're starting to become more aware of like almost the shifting norm around that or at least the want to shift that norm. Yeah. Into this idea of of like we're kind of almost permitted to define what success means to us. It's really funny. I have this um I wrote this article like four years ago and it's like, it's a total soapbox blog article that I just fired out. And it's actually like the number one lead gen- lead source that like through Google that people come to the site. And it's what's your definition of career growth? Because if you go to an interview or anybody says like, what are your goals? You theoretically are supposed to say, I want to climb a ladder and I want to make more money. Yeah. But we're starting to shift into this, this age where those, there are other goals available and that doesn't have to be the goal. So I'm curious for you, like what, what small steps, how did you start climbing back? Cause that's a, that's a hole, mm. Jennifer. Like if we just admit it, that's a hole. Like I would say practically, what did you start doing to begin kind of figuring out what was next and what you wanted to be next? Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because, um, and I find this a lot with the women who enter my community is that like as women, and especially when we reach midlife, right? Like when we get to these like 40s, 50s, or like leading up to menopause, right? As women, we have cultured, been cultured to believe that our value is in what we do for other people, right? Our ability to have babies and how we look. So when you reach this kind of, you know, at this point I'm 50, okay, I can't have kids anymore. In fact, my kids now come gone. My body doesn't look like it used to. I got some gray hair and a couple wrinkles and I got nothing to do for anybody, right? Right? Like, and so it was a huge, huge journey of questioning my value. Like what value do I have um, to give to the world? And I hear this all the time with women saying, you know, in their 40s and 50s and beyond, I feel irrelevant. I feel invisible. Um, I feel like I don't belong anywhere, Um, you know, and it it takes a lot to kind of overcome that because it's a very prevalent narrative. Like if you look at mainstream media, anytime that you see a woman who's over the age of 40 in like a commercial or something like that, it's like bladder leakage protection, meal replacement shakes, and, you know, and retirement plans. And I'm like, all very foundation to cover your wrinkles right? and or in cosmetics to not look your age. Right. All very yes, well exactly. and good. But like that tells a fraction of the story of what it means to be in this time of your life. Right. So it was really about me coming to terms. So it set me on a huge uh, spiritual and personal development journey where I hired my first coach ever. Um, I didn't even know coaching was a thing before I came out of the corporate world. Coaching is a great thing. Yeah, I know. Right now I know. Um, But I hired my first coach because I was like, okay, if I want my life to be different, I have to show up differently in it. And I had no idea how to even begin to do that. And the first step, the very first step was learning, was building a relationship with myself. Like I had no clue who I was, what I liked, you know, because I'd been at the bottom of the list for so long, but you know, kids, career, family, all the things like I was on the bottom, you know, that part where the cobwebs and dust are that you never actually get to. That's where I was on my own list. You're like at the corner, you're in that corner of the baseboard behind the couch. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And so it was really a journey of sitting with myself right? Like just like learning to sit with myself, just to be with me, like no book, no TV, no phone, no nothing. Right. Like, and seeing what came up for me. 
um, you know, very early on in my journey, um, I decided I was going to try meditation and I had tried it many times before in my life. And I was like, my mind's too busy. I can't do this. This is not for me. Park it. Right. And I, w- I remember I was traveling and I felt really compelled to go to this meditation class that was at my, my yoga studio. I was also trying to do yoga at the same time too. I was like, this is the path. This is the path to enlightenment. I'm going to follow just do all the Just do all of the holistic things, do, right? do all the things, right? Um, and I remember going into this meditation class. Like, I mean, I was on this business trip. I ended up having to take a standby flight home to make the, make the class. I was so compelled. I just had to go. So I'm sitting in the class. It's like five of us and the teacher's guiding us through this meditation. And as I'm sitting there, I feel like this well of emotions start coming up and I'm like, okay, Jen, get your crap together here. What's going on? Stuff it down, stuff it down, like (laughs) put a lid on it. Right. And it won't stop. Like it just keeps coming up and coming up. And I'm sitting on my yoga mat now. I'm like in this meditation and I'm sobbing. I'm not just crying. I'm like sobbing. Right. I have no idea why I feel like I'm losing my mind. Um, (laughs) You know, like I'm coming unglued. Um, and so, you know, I leave that class at the end. I mean, I'm, I can't even speak at this point. I leave the class at the end. I've got like, you know, two mitts full of snotty Kleenex mascara running down my face. And the teacher looks at me and she's just smiling and nodding. She didn't say a word. And then just as I was about to walk out the door, she said, oh, I, I have an eight week series starting if you'd like to sign up. And before I even knew what I was doing, I signed up. And every week for eight weeks, I went to that class and I literally sat on my mat and cried without knowing what the hell was going on. Somewhere around week four, I'm like, okay, I obviously have no control. Let's just let this happen. But what happened was, I realized, was that I had stuffed so much stuff down, right? Like everything that had happened to me in my life, everything, I was just like stuffing it in, stuffing it in, trying to make it look all pretty on the outside. You know what I mean? Look at me, I'm tough. Like when I got divorced, I told nobody in my office that I got divorced because I didn't want them to think I couldn't handle my my shit at home, right? Um... And it was like an uncorking of stuff that came up that allowed me to actually great term. Yeah. To actually start seeing myself for the first time and understanding what was important to me. And it was there like slowly building that relationship with like, what do you want? What do you like? You know, go do that. Follow your joy. (laughs) That was literally what I did. Well, I think it's, and here's kind of like a, I would say a full circle kind of observation of that is that as women, we talk a lot about women and we're not going to say that men don't struggle with this stuff too, but I do see it mostly in women. And a lot of it is because of like our, our gender roles in society and what we've always been told, just like you, just like you said. And it, it was kind of, and, and we're and our purpose a lot of times as women is external, right? right. The kids, exactly. the house, the things. And, and, and I think when you pair that with the fact that all of us tend to be control freaks and busybodies. All of that just means go, 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 do the things, do the purpose that we're supposed to have. And then all of a sudden when you're, when you are forced to stop, it is, it's like, you're almost all of a sudden vulnerable with yourself. And now you're left to find your internal kind of like purpose and potential and define that. And it's, it is very unsettling because it requires a total loss of control. And <laughs> yeah. like in your situation, I think it's funny because you like the busy, the busy body translated to different busy body, right? Meditate, yoga, all the things. But at some point in there, you found the thing that forced the loss of control. Exactly. And then, and then the real healing journey began from that, which is amazing. Exactly. Beautifully articulated. Yes, that's exactly how it was. <laughs> so I want to give some some wisdom to people out there because 
this is, I love that you are in this space and supporting women in this way because it is a very, I would actually even say potentially like systemic issue with, with women. And, and I see it generally, like I would say, I would say it even starts at late thirties. I mean, I've had, I've had 27 year olds who are like, oh my gosh, well, I haven't gotten there yet. I'm behind. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you need to get off of Facebook, right? <laughs> so social media has not helped all of this. Right. But exactly. Let's say somebody, somebody out there is listening and she is nodding her head like, oh man, this sounds a lot like me. Uh, I'm too old to change careers. I'm yeah. too old to change jobs. I'm 58. I don't want to have to do this again when I'm 60. Uh, I missed the boat. I'm too old to start a business. There's all of these like self-limiting yes. beliefs that we tell ourselves. So let's say somebody out there is nodding their head. They're listening to you. They're like, yep, I just nodded my head at everything Angie just said. Like, what, what are a few words of wisdom you have from them to just get them moving in the right direction and maybe willing that willingness to be vulnerable with themselves a little bit? What can they do? So first of all, I want to say that like midlife is actually the perfect time to start making these shifts, right? Like never in your life before are you at this pinnacle of like knowledge, wisdom, and experience, right? Like you have all of these, like you've conquered challenges, you've solved problems, you've had wins, you've accomplished things, right? It's like this perfect little package of information. And then on top of that, the whole journey through midlife and menopause is about us coming back to the most authentic version of who we are. So anything that doesn't fit, anything that's not aligned with who we are, like our core being, is going to start to feel uncomfortable. And, you know, you hear women say all the time, like, you know, <laughs> you reach this point where I don't care what anybody says anymore. Like, this is all about me, right? So here you are at this place where, you know, you have all of this wisdom and knowledge and experience behind you. You're moving into the depths, and I want to say this, like the depths of your own authenticity, like who are you as a person? Like, you know, the kids are gone, your career's on autopilot, your relationships are changing, all of that. It's about refocusing our energy from what we do outside, like the external, into what's true and important for us. And when we get to that place, like that's where, when we find our most authentic self is where we find our gifts, which is what pulls us into the next chapter, right? So, you know, like in my, in my case, you know, if you had asked me five, 10 years ago, if I was a creative person, I would have said, no, no, not really. I write strategy decks, you know, like that's what I do, um, you know, and it turns out like that I am actually an incredibly creative person and that creativity is actually core to my being, to the person that I am. And it was probably stifled for 49 years. Exactly. Because I didn't have time for it, right? Like yeah. between carpool work, like doing all the things, you know, being the mom, being the wife, being the sister, you know, being the good daughter. Like I didn't have time for any of that. And it's when all of that died down and I started to tune inwards that I was like, oh, there's parts of me that I haven't even met yet. Like parts of me, you know, that I haven't discovered. And I'm still on this journey, you know, like eight years later, I'm still on this journey of self-discovery. So, you know, as we come into this time of our lives with this, you know, and I hear women say this all the time, you know, I'm an accountant, I'm not creative. I, you know, I only have this experience. Like I'm, you know, I'm a corporate executive. I can't do X, Y, and Z. Really, it's about um, shedding everything that you know about yourself and just seeing who you are. Like, so what do you believe about yourself and challenging that belief? 
right? Because I think the challenging word is a great thing yeah. because we, because we're busybody women, we want to like take action. So if you think about it, instead of just like losing all control, where can you challenge yourself or step out of your comfort zone? Because that's the other thing. We're really good at the comfort zone. Well, exactly. Yeah, so where can you step out of your comfort zone as a, as one just small step to, to, to challenge those beliefs that either you and or society have, have placed on you for your whole life. Right, exactly. And so, I, you know, I tell the women in my community all the time, like, check your beliefs. If a belief comes up that says, oh, I can't do this or I don't have or whatever, be start questioning it. Like, simply ask, is that true? Do I know it to be 100% true? Is there even a small part of that that might not be true? And even if it is true, could I learn something else? Am I capable of learning? And when you start that questioning, right, it kind of opens up doors because it's very easy to stay rigid in our knowing, right? Like that's the safe spot, right? And so when we start questioning it, we start opening little doors and then it's like, oh, well, maybe I could learn that. Let me go to the internet and see what that is, right? Tap, 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 tap. Oh, look, here's this. And then you start going down this rabbit hole that starts opening more doors and more doors. So we have to challenge who we think we are because for most of us, by the time we've got to 40 or 50 or even 60, we have been so programmed in our lives. Like the programming is strong and this is literally about unlearning. This time of our lives is literally about unlearning everything that we've learned and starting Which fresh. just feels like the most skin crawling, uncomfortable thing to do. And, you know, I, I went through, I went through a kind of like a rock bottom experience uh, in my mid thirties that I think you, that, that I think pushed me forward into that midlife kind of thinking a little bit sooner. And, and there's so, so much self-awareness that, that becomes available to you. But I think that it's, it's a very interesting consideration to stop and say, I'm going to intentionally push myself on this, on this journey versus being pushed off the press precipice, which is when I see it tend to come into people's lives, right? I got yeah. laid off. Now I got to go figure it out divorce is really common in that in that midlife woman you know there's a giant life-changing yeah. you know rug pulled out from under you event that forces you into this kind of exploration but I think the message is if you're sitting out there like shaking your head and resonating with a lot of this and you haven't had that precipitating event yet it's okay for you to start the journey intentionally. Yeah, for sure. And you raise a really good point. I mean, I talk about it a lot in the context of midlife women because I see it so prevalently in that group. But I think it's open to anybody, men or women at any age, right? Like if you don't like where you are, you know what I mean? If, if something has rocked the core of, of what you think, right? You can change, like you can change. I think the older you get, the more, like I said, the more programmed we are to believe that we can't. And one of the important things that I, well, two important things that I tell um, all of the women in my community is allow yourself to visualize, like to, to daydream and to play a little bit. Because for most of us, again, we've been so busy, you know, we doing all the things and we reach this kind of cliff, something's fallen off. And then we look out into what I call the midlife abyss and there's like nothing there. We're staring down into a big hole, right? Well, allow yourself to be like, okay, what would I like that to look like? Like most of us daydreamed as kids and then it got beat out of us somewhere along in <laughs> second, third grade or whatever. Somewhere right? around age nine. Yeah, right. exactly. exactly. And then we forgot how to do it. But it, it's really like a compass. Um, it's like trying to drive somewhere like, you know, without a navigation system. And you're like, I think it's this way and then I'm going to go this way. And no, it could be that way. Right. But you need it as kind of like that destination. So try on different things to size. Like, you know, do I want to be, you know, a stunt woman? 
okay, visualize that, right? Like play with it in your mind. Maybe you don't become a stunt woman, but in the process of visualizing it, you might discover something that is related to that that you actually love. So spend some time to daydream and, you know, throw out all of the impossibles and all of the limitations that you think. Just go wild with it. And then the other thing that I say is tiny steps lead to big things. So when you want to make a big change in your life, you know, we have this all or nothing mentality. It's like I'm over here or I'm over here. It doesn't happen that way. The majority of any change that happens, tiny incremental pieces over time. So take the tiniest step that you can possibly take in the direction that you would want to go. And it's a great hack for your brain because when you go to leap into something new, your brain sets off the, all the alarm bells. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to be a failure. All these things, right? Um, you know, when you take a tiny step, they're like, oh, okay. Whew. Okay. It's all good. She just took one little tiny step. Like, okay. You know, everybody calm down. Right. And also the other part is, is when you create visualizations, your subconscious brain doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. So when you have already visualized something, when you go to take a step towards it, your brain again is like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it's all right. We've already been here even though really physically you haven't. So, you know, creating kind of that vision of what it is that you would love and taking tiny steps in that direction is the path to success. Because in taking those tiny steps, you're also learning. (laughs) I have like a gold mine to dig into right now, Jen. I'm like, where do I go with all this? So I want to say, so I'm going to first set up something that I thought of like right at the beginning of what you were just saying, which is uh, if you don't like where you're at, take steps to change it. I'm going to go even one step backwards and say, it's okay to stop and consider whether you even like where you're at. Because I also think that's something that we don't do is we just get so caught up in the grind, the, especially the female doer mentality, which can be good and bad. Um, we get so just caught up in this is what I'm supposed to be that we don't even ever stop and think we can question our, our station and whether it is where we want to be. So that would be, that would be my third piece to add to the vision and the daydreaming and the take a small step. Um, and then I, I love that. I am a huge fan and this is my husband has created this in me. So it's really interesting how the people in your life can also kind of impact this, but I'm a big fan of getting out of your comfort zone in, in the kind of like adventure and doing things world. You know, we live a a mountain life and we do all the things and I would not do any of the things if he weren't like, let's go on a stand up paddleboard and go down a raging river. Right. (laughs) But when you do those kinds of things, either in your mind or in reality, it builds confidence. Right. So then it doesn't become so scary, which is why I think the inching forward recommendation is amazing because that that to me is exactly why there's scientific proof that wasn't it Walt Disney that was like, if you can believe it, you can be it. Yeah. Right. Yep. There's actually that's OK. That's a really cool inspirational quote that actually has some proof because of how our brains are wired that it, that because if you can envision it, you're you have a way to make something that looks like it happen. Yeah. Which is why I yeah, think it, exactly. I love both of those recommendations. So, yeah, there's like so much good stuff there. But the, I think the really big one is the in, the small steps, because. Because women like control and we just have an urgency to get shit done, (laughs) there is this idea that if I'm going to if I'm going to do something different, it has to happen tomorrow or I have to do it in the biggest way. I got to jump the whole chasm in one fell swoop. But it's actually the opposite. We all grew up because we're talking to midlife women right now. How many of us grew up in the fad diet crash diet phase and how many times did it ever work for us? So this is almost the same thing. Exactly. You don't have to go on a crash diet of life. You can just change your eating habits one meal at a time. <laughs> it's a great analogy. Exactly right. <laughs> 
So yeah, the uh, as soon as I think of like body image in women, I think about the fact that I was a teenager in the Kate Moss era, and I'm like, well, that just screwed me for life. But anyway, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so all the things society tells us. No, I love this idea that there's that you can really question where you're at and vision and play and I the creative the creative piece was something that I I feel like I got permission to uh, explore years ago. I was at a, I was, cause I, I used to be an engineer. So same thing. Like I was good at math and science. I grew up in a math teacher's house, you know, like I didn't, I take art classes after eighth grade when they were required like that kind (laughs) of stuff. And so I associated creativity with artisticness. And then I went to engineering school and, and and then you're trained to then therefore think that you are analytical. And I went to a conference where somebody said, you don't have to be, you have to be creative to be an artist, but you don't have to be an artist to be creative. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, I could, I could be creative, just not in an artistic way. And that's where like strategy and like, I'm an ideator all day, all day long, which is something that was subdued in me until I kind of got into entrepreneurship. So it's really amazing what you can discover. But I think to circle this all back to the fact that you know, old chicks, no shit is that it sometimes takes the wherewithal and the 20 and the, you know, life experience of being in your forties and fifties to even get to the point of enough awareness to, to go into an exploration like this. Well, yeah, and exactly. And, you know, every time I speak and I share my story, you know, and women are resonating with it. And I say all the time, you know what, you don't have to do it the hard way like I did it. Like, you don't have to wait till you get knocked over the head, (laughs) right? Um, You know, where everything falls apart. Like, you know, that little inkling that I had four or five years before that, you know, had I paid attention to that, had I started exploring it and questioning it instead of stuffing it down, maybe it wouldn't have been quite as dramatic, (laughs) you know, a shift. And I don't recommend the dramatic shift to to people. Like, I honestly don't. Like, don't wait for that. Right. Like if you have like if you find yourself in a situation where you have this like recurring nudge, explore it, like just honor it enough to explore it, like question it a little bit. Right. And sit with it. Just let it be rather than like, oh, my God, oh, my God. No, no, no. This goes against everything that I have worked for so hard. Let me stuff it down, which is what I did. Right. Because there are parts of us that are unexpressed that as we age in life, and this is, you know, studied by Carl Jung and Erickson and all this, there are parts of us that start coming alive as we move forward. Right. And our job is to start honoring those parts of us because that's the evolution of our lives. We were never meant to be the same from the beginning to the end. No. And even if, and no matter how hard you try, you're not going to be right. <laughs> well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And now, and we also live longer now. Yeah. We live longer now. So to the point that if you if you're going to do something different in your 40s and 50s, you're not looking at like, well, I got, you know, I got 10 years and I'm out. It's there's a a second. There really is a second half of life there now. Well, this is the thing, too. You know, when I started looking at it from the perspective of like, I have a 30 year chapter ahead of me. Am I really going to sit around and coast to the finish line for 30 years? Like, that's insane. Right. Um, And that, you know, that you can make that chapter anything that you want it to be. Like, I didn't think that was possible. Like, I didn't think I was capable of that. But the truth is, it's possible for all of us. And when you think about it, that chapter of our lives is actually longer than any chapter that we've lived yet. Like if you think about it in the context of, you know, maiden mother, and then they put crone, which I have a huge resistance to the word crone, (laughs) because to me, it says this woman, you know, this like wizened old woman sitting on the mountaintop spouting wisdom. 
There's like say, a you chunk totally, in you there. You get like a movie. Right, yeah, you get right. like a movie picture with that one. It is not pretty. But and there's a chunk in there where it's like you're no longer a mother because your kids have left and you're not this wizened old woman yet. So like how how come we skipped over that part? Like I actually retermed yeah. that the Maven years because if you look at the dictionary definition of the word Maven, it says an expert with knowledge and wisdom to share. And I was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> Bingo. Well, and if you think about it. You almost not only is that a, from a, a, a start, like a length, a time, a time frame, a long period of time, but you have more time in that phase exactly. because you're not raising kids or maybe working the, the you know, the hard, you know, super drive growth year career. You have more time to spend with yourself exactly. and what you want which is really incredible. It's it's the perfect orchestration, really. It's just that we've never been taught to see it that way. <laughs> yeah. And I also think it has to do with that idea that like we we are so resistant to change that that we don't like we want to just stay the same because it's like almost easier and there's fear with change and change can be hard. But if you could em- embrace that change both like in your own life cycle and in the world and also kind of the the changes that maybe your brain is trying to signal you to take, you'll meet all of that with a lot less resistance. Well, this is so true because as humans, we naturally assume that what we don't know is going to be worse than what we know, even if we don't like what it is that we know. <laughs> Right. When the reality is, what's that saying? It's the devil that, you know, well, uh, I'd like to go see if I can at least find a better devil. Right. Exactly. And I mean, there's an equal chance that it could be wildly better than where you are now. But we don't look at that side. We've been cultured to see the risk and not the reward side. That's a really good. Yes, we we're really risk averse. But there's I also like to think that and this is where that like inching forward, small steps thing comes in. You can explore a lot of this without taking the super, super risky way. And it's so funny. I say the same thing, like, especially with like career change. I like, I, I didn't do it in a very risk averse, like risk averse way. And I don't recommend everybody does it the the way I do. Cause it was kind of like, oh yeah, you were kicked off of a really, really, really deep precipice and didn't have a parachute. And so there's a way to do this while, while like entertaining the idea of what's what's in the future without putting everything on the line. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's learning to work within your own risk tolerance, right? Like some people are, you know, great with a lot of risk. Other people are not. But it doesn't either one of those camps you can still move forward, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm curious for you. Uh, in your community, in your podcast, what resources do you have for people out there who want more support in this area? So kind of shameless plug, yeah. but also just getting to know you and, and also helping people understand what's out there. If you do want to intentionally explore this versus just waiting until you're kicked in the pants to do it, what uh, what have you got for everybody? Yeah. So first of all, I love a shameless plug, especially where it comes to my podcast. <laughs> um, so. Woo-hoo. Tune into the podcast because one of the reasons why I started the podcast was when I was looking for the inspiration about what was possible for my next chapter, like I said, I didn't see it. Like the cultural narrative is not exactly inspiring and uplifting. So, you know, as I started sharing my story, I started hearing the stories of other women who are just doing incredible things in the world, you know, in their 40s, 50s and 60s, like, you know, reinventing themselves and reinventing their lives. And so what I talk about on the podcast a lot, what I share is those reinvention stories, because we all need to see what's possible. And I'm telling you, I get so freaking inspired by the women that, that I talk to, like they literally keep me going. Um and, you know, the second thing is, is that 
so many women end up in my community because they're like, I know I want something more. I know I want something different, but I have no idea what it is or how to get there. Like this whole feeling of being stuck. So I created a guide called five ways to get unstuck and create your kick-ass next chapter. Um, it's downloadable on the website, <laughs> which is oldchicksnoshit.com. Um, and it really is outlines in Okay, it sounds like five simple steps. <laughs> there are five pieces to it. They're not linear. It's not a five-step journey. Okay, I'm going to do this in a week, right? Like it's things for you to consider. It's something you probably want to put by your bedside. You might refer back to it often. You know, step four might resonate more than step one. You can do it in any order you like. But the idea is it's just like all the other stuff that we talked about today. It's about challenging your own beliefs about what's possible for you. And we both encourage you all to challenge your own beliefs about what's possible for you. Amazing things are, are, are waiting for you on the other side of that exploration. So true. So true. Honestly, like if you had told me I'd be living the life I am now, you know, eight years ago, I'd be like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, sorry. That's not possible for me. <laughs> right. But it what? is. What are you talking about? It's it's funny. I, I uh, and actually I'm going to I'm going to actually tie in what we're talking about, make it make it a little bit more re relevant and relatable for any younger listeners out there. I find younger people today are uh, super like almost like even more goal driven than I thought. Ameri like I thought we North Americans could get. Right. And they and it's like this tunnel vision thing, because that's what society's told them is you need to be this thing by the age of X. Yeah. And, and they put blinders on almost to to that to that tunnel vision goal. And I, what I usually say if is if you make a tunnel vision goal to be, a, you know, a COO by the age of 40, you might miss the opportunity to be a CEO at 36 because exactly. you just missed the door. Exactly. And I think that that's what a lot of these resources and a lot of the stories that you're sharing are like the insp inspiration that we even though we love to control things as women don't necessarily have to have every turn on the map drawn out yeah but at least we have a map yeah and a lot of that is because we don't trust ourselves right we don't trust our own instincts and that's a big part of it is like learning to trust like to trust enough to be able to just let go of control a little bit and see where you end up right yeah and I think you have to know yourself to trust yourself, right? We talk about that even in sales, like no like, and trust. Well, guess what, people? If you don't know, like, and trust yourself, you're kind of screwed. That is so true. Yes. <laughs> so true. So so we're going to change that one story at a time. So uh, will you tell everybody again where they get resources and where they can tune into your podcast? Yeah. So um, my podcast is on all of the podcast platforms. It's Old Chicks, K-N-O-W shit dog shit um put the podcast the website is the same and you can find me on all the socials of the same old chicks no shit um you know and yeah go download the five steps to get unstuck i i so many people will reach out to me and be like oh i never thought about it that way or you opened a door for me um you know i feel a lot less stuck now and i think sometimes you just need a different perspective which is where the coaching helped you I'm sure. But even just a, a resource like that can give you a different way to frame things and think about things yeah. you know, that gets you out of your normal patterns in your head. So I love I love I think and I, I also like that you set that up with this is not a linear process. <laughs> so you, there isn't a right or wrong way to do it, ladies. <laughs> like, so don't beat yourself up if you feel like you're not getting an A plus. It is meant to <laughs> right. be a resource. Like when you get into these kinds of explorations it isn't as black and white as we're used to life being. 
Yeah, so true. And, you know, one of the other things that I do is uh, I've created a community of midlife women who are reinventing themselves together because the power of community, of women holding each other up, of, you know, someone else holding your belief for you on the days that you're struggling, things like that. Like, it's it's so incredible to watch the power of community of like-minded people because in a lot of cases, they don't have those people in their lives, right? Like they don't have maybe a supportive spouse or friend or whatever. And so coming together in this community. So if you, on the website, if you join the email list, you will um, get information about the next cohort of the community uh, starting in April. So yeah. Perfect. You don't have to do this alone is the message. And I think that's one of the reasons that I wanted to have a podcast was to help people hear stories of others who have gone before them and kind of changed the paradigm. And I, I think that you're doing the exact same thing. And that's, yeah. the, that's the big message here. Everybody is it is okay. You don't have to be the strong one anymore. Like you're, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be vulnerable with yourself. And it's okay to say, I don't need to do this alone because I want more. There's more to be had in yes. community. Yes. Amen. Yeah. We are not, we are pack animals. We were never meant to do this alone. (laughs) We are pack animals. I love it. Um, This has been so fun. And I feel like there's just all these little things that we could get into and talk about. But as we kind of start to wind things down, I want, you love to give inspiration. I love to give inspiration. Uh, I also like that you like to give action items on the back end of that inspiration because I do too. Inspiration is a starting point, not a deliverable. Yes. Uh, but much like you do through your stories on uh, on the podcast, we always like to leave everybody with one last little kind of inspirational thought. You know, specifically here, we're about combating the Sunday scaries and no more Mondays. But I think that that is very much in line with this idea of just embracing where you want to go in life. So. What is your kind of like parting word of wisdom and inspiration for everybody out there on how they can kind of start to have this life of no more Mondays and and more satisfaction? Yeah. Let me share a little story with you um, of a woman in one of my groups. Um, You know, one of the things that um, when women come into the group and they have an idea of what it is that they want for their next chapter, no matter how crazy or, you know, harebrained they think it is, I make them say it out loud to the group. Um, You know, there's this one woman in my group who, you know, every time we came to the, she's like, oh, can I go last? Can I go last? You know what I mean? I was like, oh, okay. So finally we get to her and she says, you know, she qualifies with saying, I'm going to share this with you, but it's really, really dumb. And like, I just, because I have to, but you know what I mean? So she lays out this vision that she has for her life, which is about, you know, creating, making women who are struggling in, in, in uh, health, in their health, feel beautiful. So it's a whole charitable organization, like going to hospitals and things like this. And she lays it all out, this whole, you know, thing that she has in her, in her mind. And at the end of it, she finishes and she goes, yeah, see, see, it was a really dumb idea. And then I said to her, can you look around at the faces of the women in this group and like, tell me what you see? The way she had laid this out was so beautiful, like half the room was in tears, you know, the other half were like on the verge of tears. And I said to her, like, this is the impact of what you just described in the world. And in that moment, it went from being in her own head, a stupid idea to the seeds of reality, which she then started taking steps towards and is still working on today. Right. And so like inside our heads, everything is like big and ugly. And then, you know, when we let it out and, you know, I say this, either journal it, say it out loud to people, like give it a voice, let it, let it have its own life and see where it goes. And like, that was just an, such an incredible representation of, you know, 
giving voice to our dreams, honoring it, and also doing it within the context of community, which allowed it to be held and seen and reflected back to her. So, I mean, I, okay, I got goosebumps now as I'm talking <laughs> about it. I'm sitting here like, ha! Because I think that the, if the, in a nutshell, the idea there is if it, if one, if it's only in your own head, nobody ever knows it. But if you've been able to think of it and see a need for it, it is very likely the gift you are meant to bring to the world and you will never get to fulfill your potential and your purpose and use those gifts if you do not give it a voice and see how you are meant to use it. Amen. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the little bit of inspiration I share. (laughs) I love it. That is an excellent way to, to, because I think that that is a, a really good way to kind of like bring this whole conversation full circle in that this is, I think that's also a big why all of all of us should be really thinking about whether we like where we're at and taking steps to improve it if we don't like what we see when we evaluate and take stock. Yeah. Because there is so much more out there. And when you can find a way to leverage your experience, your knowledge and your skills to help others, like it's just such a, a big, a really big and fulfilling, fulfilling and en- enriching way to spend the second phase of, of life. You don't have to just grow old yeah. and die, ladies and some gents who are listening to. You do not have to grow old and die. No, you can live with passion and excitement to the end of your days. <laughs> old chicks are allowed to know shit too, everybody. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I can only imagine what happens when Jen goes to parties and say, I own a business called Old Chicks No Shit. There are probably people who are like, what? what? That's a conversation starter. <laughs> I love exactly. it. This has been so fun. I appreciate you being here, sharing your story and also inspiring, inspiring people, because this is I think is a is a, a much larger problem in society than than we all realize it is. And there's so much to be gained by just inching yourself forward. So I, I love that you are here and I love this conversation. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I loved our conversation. I know this was perfect. We've got another member of the no more Mondays movement, everybody. So I hope you will tune into everything Jen is, is doing the links to her resources, her website and her podcast will all be on the show notes at nomoremondays.info. So hop over there and grab them. And in the meantime, if you are listening, we would love for you to subscribe to No More Mondays wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star rating because as Jen knows, it is a huge help as she and I and people like us continue to bring inspiring stories that help you make positive changes in your life. This was a great one. I hope you took some notes. In the meantime, if you want to grab those, grab all the resources today, visit us online at nomoremondays.info. Hop on over there if you want to leave us comments, feedback, feedback, or give us a guest suggestion. And I will see you next week for another episode of No More Mondays podcast. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your life and career. Don't forget, visit us online at nomoremondays.info to get all the details, show notes, and recommendation from this episode. No More Mondays. We drop new episodes every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Careerbenders, Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit us online at careerbenders.com.